a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. When it comes to non-regulated services, are you thinking outside the box? Thank you for joining us on Story Connect the Podcast. This episode, um, I will be joined by Andy Isaacson. Andy Isaacson is the marketing manager at CTC in Brainerd, Minnesota. Uh, I'll be your host, Andy Johns. And the reason this podcast sounds a little bit different than most of our other Story Connect podcast episodes, we are recording uh, live here at the um, in Charleston at the NTCA Marketing and PR Conference. We are at the welcome reception. So, Andy, thanks for uh, stepping away from the crowd for a minute to join us. You bet. Thank you for having me. Great. Well, the topic Andy had just finished presenting on, you were part of a panel discussion, and the topic was called Creative Ideas for Non-Regulated Services. And I want to talk about that in a minute, but first, just uh, I know that we met in Austin last year, and that was a good conference um, there, and this has been a great one this year. What are some of your takeaways so far from the conference this year? Uh, you know, for me specifically, I think it's you meet somebody new every time you come, along with just meeting and catching up with uh, other people. But um, the industry changes so dramatically um, for all of us that it's just good to hear what's happening and what's going on. And uh, you're guaranteed to take something away from just about every panel or every um, every speaker that you go listen to because there's just so many creative ideas and so many things happening that um, it's just good to stay in front of everything and, and listen to everybody and hear what they have to say and how they're improving. Sure. And if, uh, if anybody was uh, either binge listening and going through listening to all the podcasts at once, or if you, if you caught the episode that we did earlier today with uh, Chris uh, Castaneri, um, she had actually plugged this podcast because she said uh, that y'all were doing some great things at CTC, so I'm happy to, uh, happy to get into that. Now, the topic that you had, um, like I said, creative ideas for non-regulated services. Tell us a little bit about what the idea kind of for that session was and, and how you went about you know, gathering your thoughts to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh it, the basis around it is there's a lot of uncertainty in our industry. The FCC's got some changes happening and so forth. So we have to be a little more creative in how we're going to compensate maybe for some, some of those changes. But then also just uh, find ways to create some revenue that either our turnkey that we can all take and implement or some bigger, um, looking at some bigger things that we could implement and start those conversations so that maybe they, there's an appropriate time to start implementing them. But uh, we just really want to make sure that we are just in front of it and we're focused on on whatever changes happen we're going to be prepared for them and we're going to be able to take the proper steps to make sure that uh we're a healthy company um down the road sure and a lot of them aren't even i mean what you were mentioning earlier aren't even things that really jump out in my mind as things that tele, quote telephone company would do so uh, you, you were mentioning partnerships in your agency program let's start with the agency program because that's not really like anything i'd ever heard of before so tell us a little bit about that Sure. Yeah, it's it's something. Um, it's very prevalent in our industry, but a lot maybe you, it's more prevalent maybe in metro type areas or with larger type scale companies where um, they have uh, channel agents out there that are are selling different providers. So I, I, I kind of look at it as like an independent insurance agent where you can walk into their office and they have a, a large book of business that they can offer a family based upon their needs. So they might have three or four different options that they can propose to them and you can select the right one. So at CTC, we, we did that on the communication side where we have a lot of different providers. Some of them are comp 
competitors in our area that we can go and sell, um, go out to a different market that maybe we're not in. We have absolutely no network there. But we can sit down with the business community who maybe haven't had a conversation with anybody in quite some time and find out kind of what they're looking to do or what maybe they need. And then we can go and um, some of the agency programs that we have set up, we could go and, and charters the cable company in our area in CenturyLink is the uh, incumbent telephone provider in a lot of areas. And, we, you know, we, we're agents for them. So we can sit down and we can offer some different solutions to these businesses in these other communities. And, and as, if we sell them as their communications consultant uh, charter, then with our agreement, we could get the first month revenue. Or, and then if there's a, a 10 or 12% residual over the term of the contract, we also get that revenue. And charter sends out the bill. Charter maintains the network and everything. So it's really low operating costs from our and overhead from our standpoint, but it's just some additional revenue. And it, and it works too where you might have a multi-location bank, you know, with six branches and they have two in your fiber network, but they want to work with one company. Well, you can now be that person they work with because you can sell the two, you're protecting your fiber network by having them on there, but then you can also bring them some options for those other branches. And you're still their point person, still working with them, but you're just increase the revenue on, on that account and they're happy to be working with you. And it, you can get into selling uh, redundancy and even um, be an agent for some uh, cloud-based services that you can sell them as well. So it can really, you can see that compound effect of what uh, offering them many different solutions. Sure. Uh, certainly the cloud-based uh, option seems like something that would be growing. Where did this idea come from? How long have you been doing this? And what kind of, what kind of sales job did you have internally on, you know, trust me, that I think this can be a good idea? Yeah, this really stemmed from our, our sales manager who worked at Integra um, in the business community in Minnesota. And he, I, I, I was also familiar with it working at TDS Metrocom um, in the time. So we were familiar with it. We had agents under our, our sales umbrellas, our companies that we worked with. And it, we always kind of called it a hobby for a little while. We didn't really roll it out as a formal um, you know, product set that we were really going to... But, you know, it, it got traction. And we started finding a need that they were willing to work with us in these... A lot of places hadn't sat down and talked to somebody in these rural areas for a long time that might have had a, a cable provider or something. And so it just, uh, our experience from our sales manager really, it's really his, what he's really taken and ran with it. And uh, we support it from a marketing perspective and we've branded it and we get them the tools they need. And we obviously uh, work with them really closely to make sure it succeeds. But we've, we've had really good success with it. We've over this past year now, we've really made it a, a serious business model that we're running with and a, a product set. So it's it's really stemmed from him and, and his ex, ex, his experience with it in the past. Now, if there's somebody listening uh, at one of the telcos uh, that, that wants to try something like this, where do they start or, or how do you, I mean, are there, you have to become a licensed agent to do this kind of thing or how do they even start? Yeah, the, what we recommend is really just having that initial conversation. That's something they can have with us to, to get the ball rolling on it. We really only have two direct agency deals with providers. Otherwise, we work under like a, a larger um, master agent. And we have those relationships set up already. Um, so if it's something you're interested in, you can find those particular master agents or agency deals on your own. You can also work with the rural providers in your area too and, and become agents for each other. So that way if one rural company has a bank in your location, you're both having trouble selling it, you can work together on that too. But um, really, you could just contact us too and we can help establish some of those uh, relationships and so forth and just go through some options for you too. Great. Well, that sounds like something that folks will certainly uh, look into. 
Now, partnerships was another thing that you talked about in your session today. Um, tell us, uh, obviously, partnerships. More and more, you see telcos working, like you said, with each other, but also with other entities, schools, um, government groups. Um, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit more about partnerships and how that falls into the uh, the creative ideas for non-regulated services uh, topic you had earlier. Sure. Yeah. It, about 2009, 2010, we, we had an electrical company up in Lutzen, Minnesota, which is the very northeast part of the state. And they were awarded stimulus money because they were an unserved area or very unserved area. And uh, this electrical co-op received the money. And basically, you know, they were just kind of stuck on exactly how to how are they going to do uh, roll out a communication company. So we had a mutual vendor um, that we both worked with, and they said, you know, you should give CTC a call. They're pretty innovative and, and look at a lot of these opportunities. And so they did call, and it ended up being a great relationship. We uh, consulted with them. We have a management agreement with them where um, the network is there. They maintain the network. They make the sales um, right now. And then what they'll do is submit the service order, and it routes back to our Brainerd office. We do all the switching and the internet, you know, backbone and so forth. So we watch all that for them. And any sales and marketing support they need. We also have our agency deal up there where we can go up there and help them sell some of those businesses as well. So um, they're our largest customer. It, you know, we have just a small fixed amount per service that they have that we manage for them. And that's it's a great partnership both ways. And we've, we've grown that into a a whole nother side of our company as well, where we have somebody who sits down with these municipalities or uh, electrical co-ops or just cities in general that are struggling um, to maintain a good and strong network for their community. We'll sit down and listen to them. I know in Tennessee, where I live, there's a big municipal broadband uh, debate going on right now. The legislature just ended. It sounds like you guys are, are kind of running towards that instead of running away from it and just kind of seeing how you can how you can help and I guess it starts like you said just with conversations yeah it, it's exactly where it starts um, it you know it's just finding out where you, you hear where some of these needs are or you can hear communities trying to get support you know in Minnesota we have the border to border broadband grant where the state's really trying to push internet uh, from border to border and those conversations are happening in communities where you know they're trying to figure it out and we know that's happening and we're just lending ear to them and hear what they need and it's it's really that that conversation just starts picking up and whether it's a municipality where um, they've struggled selling it or operating it maybe they have a great network but they just don't quite know the, the they're having trouble with the operations and selling it we can just come in and I mean there's no there's no cookie cutter approach everyone's unique so it's just Sit, sit down and listen to them and find out what their needs are and uh, build that trust and relationship with them. Sounds like you go in knowing your strengths pretty well. I think one of the uh, one of the sessions this morning talked about knowing your yeses and your noes. You have to go in there pretty much knowing what you're good at and knowing what, if they start asking for, you've got to know, mm, that's not really what we do. Yeah, it, you have to be able to tell them right, wrong, or indifferent. And I was saying, our experience says that this path might not be the right situation for here's why and here's what we'd recommend um so yeah be coming in and and just really listening to what struggles they are they might not maybe they have a great network and that's not where they they're needing to the support they need it from more of a sales perspective and marketing perspective and we can come in and just show them what we do and other communities are just having trouble getting funding to put a network in from an economic development standpoint they might be scared that they're going to lose some anchor businesses in their community and what does that do to jobs and so forth so they're just like can you help us just get a network and how do we pay for this and and then that's where that conversation starts so there's, there's so many different conversations you can have it's just 
yeah, knowing exactly where your role is going to be with it and how you can help them. A little bit different direction with this question, but you mentioned it, and I've heard other people mention it when talking about CTC. Uh, you guys have a reputation of being innovative, you know, of one of the companies that's going to try something first and, and do some different things. What do you attribute that to? How, uh, you know, it's kind of a big picture question, and, and don't reveal all your secrets, I guess, but uh, how do you become an innovative company, uh, as everybody needs to be at this point, I think? Yeah, I think it just comes back to our leadership team, um, their vision that they have. It, we have a lot of experience on our management team from um, Fortune 500 phone companies, which is kind of unique. We um, Brainerd area had a, a lot of large uh, CLEC, uh businesses back that started up in the 90s, early 2000s. And um, it, we kind of started building, a, one or two of us got hired on at CTC, and then a couple others, we knew people, and so we've just kind of knew people in the community, we built a really strong leadership team, and to be honest with you, the, the employees are just, we're a very competitive company, and the employees are just all for it, I mean, anything they can do, and that, if you can get the buy-in and get your the culture of your employees to really understand why you're doing this, and what changes are impacting us, that you have to be innovative, they're, they roll up their sleeves, and they're like, let's do it, you know, and... Um, that's where it starts with that leadership and them being willing to uh, put the right team together, get the employees around it, and having that knowledge. Whatever your creative idea for non-regulated services is, or just any creative idea, getting that buy-in, I guess, would be the, the first uh, the first hurdle. Is that uh, you know, if somebody is thinking maybe not partnerships or agency programs or whatever, but just uh, their own creative idea for one of the services, uh, is there a, a couple of things you would throw out as an approach they should take or something to have in mind as they're coming out with something unconventional like y'all have rolled out there at CTC? Yeah, it, it starts with putting together a, a good business plan. You know, it really does. It, it comes down to how is this going to benefit, uh, how is your idea going to benefit your company? And, and, and then it's, it's putting the numbers together. And we do that with every partnership we enter. And then if it doesn't quite work out, you just don't stop. You try to find another uh, avenue. Um, another thing we've done is we've leveraged our, our relationships within the industry. We've leveraged, uh, you know, we're very involved at a national level and a state level. I mean, we're very, very involved. And um, we know what's going on. We, we talk to people. We're, we're very visual, visible in the community. And it, it, it just, if you can leverage your, your relationships, they can also help. You know, we, we're not looking, we don't, we're not adding a lot of headcount when we do these. So there's a lot of pressure on the staff to say, you know, we need this partnership to help our company as well. And, you know, if we add a lot of headcount, you lose some of that profitability in it. So you got to go out and, and, and leverage those partnerships that you have, whether it's the, you know, the Pivot, the ad agencies or Calix or whoever you're working with and have them help you and, and be innovative as well and help you put that together. And um, that's how it, it gets done. You've been listening to an interview with Andy Isaacson. Andy is the marketing manager at CTC in Brainerd, Minnesota. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And uh, we've had a, had a good time with you and with all the other folks that we've talked to here in Charleston. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We've got a, uh, just one or two more episodes we're going to record here in Charleston. Uh, thanks to all of our guests so far. And thank you for downloading and listening. We're available on Stitcher and iTunes. And we always appreciate uh, good reviews to help other folks find the podcast. Until we talk again, I'm Andy Johns. Keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.